It's time to go from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast where we give you the encouragement to change your life. Welcome to Vulnerable Moments with Jovan J. Palmer. No longer will you feel ashamed, unseen, and unheard. Get vulnerable, become courageous, and be free. And now your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Vulnerable Moments, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. As always, we have special guests on the podcast sharing transparent and vulnerable moments. Uh, of course, it's me. Uh, this episode is going to be probably a little emotional for me. Um, I took my parents to therapy. I took my parents to therapy and I did not know what I was going to expect. I didn't. Uh, my mom. So me and my parents, we haven't had always had like the best relationship my entire life. Like It was good. Then kind of got bad and then it was good and it got bad again and we needed to figure some stuff out like we really needed to figure some things out we really needed to get to the root cause of our issues because it's be- had become very unhealthy for myself and for my parents as well so my mom came to the first session with me and I thought it was gonna go okay. I thought things were gonna be all right, but it didn't. Like, you know, on this journey to healing, you think and you hope and you expect that when you get over one hurdle, that that clears it, but uh, it doesn't. It's kind of like, I guess, the hurdles when you're running track and you have to jump over one, run, jump over one, run, jump over another one and run. And that's what healing has been for me. And it's probably like that for a lot of you all. Um, It's probably like that you jump over one hurdle, you get over it and you feel good and you're running, you're sprinting. And then you hit another one. You hit another hurdle and you're like, dang, just when I thought I was in a, I was had a good pace going, this happens. And that's how it was when I realized that I needed to go to therapy with my parents. That's, I was having a good sprint. You know, I was getting over the hurdle of childhood molestation. I was getting over the hurdle of my life of homosexuality. I was getting over the hurdle of my adulthood traumas, you know, and here comes another hurdle of me having to face the hurdle of my parents. And I'm not gonna get too deep into the reason why we're in therapy. That's between me, my mom, my dad, and my therapist. But I will get in deeper the things that I would like to discuss that I am comfortable sharing um, and that I, from my personal experience and my lens, and um, maybe one day when I'm ready and my parents are ready, I'll bring them on the podcast if they're comfortable and let them give their view and their take on things because, you know, there's always two sides of every story. And it, I believe it will... I would do my parents a disservice if I didn't give them an opportunity to share their side of the story, share their stories and everything like that. So when they're ready, when I'm ready, we'll do that. But let's get into it. So, yeah, I took my mom to therapy 
and I thought things were going to go well. I thought like, you know, we're just going to talk, you know, she was going to tell me about, you know, I was going to just be able to hash out everything that I've been feeling and be able to really just get over it. Like finally move on my life and get past these things. And we began to talk and my therapist began to explain some things to my mom and explain some things to me. And when she explained these things, all of the childhood issues began to surface. And I realized how much I suppressed all of my hurt, all of my feelings, all of my pain, all of my aggression, all of my you know, feelings towards my mom and my dad. And as I'm trying to get the words out, tears begin to flow. And as I'm trying and I'm in there crying like a child again, you know, and as I'm reminded of all the things that I've gone through, reminded of the reasons why life has been what it is, I'm realizing that there's more healing to be done within my within my family. And I'm realizing that for this portion of the healing, it's going to have to be me. And I'm realizing that this is another hurdle that's going to take some time. This is another hurdle that's really going to have me really breaking some generational curses. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pain. And as I'm explaining to my mom, you know, the feelings and the way I felt growing up as a child we've come to realize that though there was three or four of us growing up in one house, all of these, all of us kids, we it's wild that we all have these different experiences. You know, I had one experience of molestation. My sister had one experience of where she just says, you know, she felt loved and she felt so much joy. And my brother, you know, he had his experience. And my older sister, she had her experience. And I'm recognizing that, I didn't get the same type of experience that I would have liked to had. And, you know, I don't put all the blame on my parents at all. You know, I don't want this to seem like this is a blame game. You know, we've, we're over that. We, you know, we've discussed this in therapy. We've gotten over the blame game. We've gotten over the point of the finger. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, you look back on life and you look and you say, how can a child within a home have a different experience from another child? And I'm realizing that we're all different beings and we're all, you know, it's like the world in a sense. We all live in the same exact world and our experiences are different. And those are the, some of the things that we have to come to grips with. And that's one of the things I just was not ready to come to grips with was... Why did I have to have a different experience? Why couldn't my experience be the same as everyone else's? And through this conversation with my mom, you know, and the tears and everything, you know, it really hurt to release all of that, but it also felt good to get a lot of things off my chest. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I know that I'm not the only one who needs to take their parents to therapy. You know, there's a lot, especially my generation, you know, 
our parents, they did the best that they could. And that was the, that was really hard for me to come to grips with, to be honest. That was really, really hard for me to come to grips with because, you know, I would have conversations with my friends and about, you know, the things that I've been dealing with my parents, you know, just our, you know, everyone has their outlet. And a lot of us, a lot of my friends are saying, yo, your parents just did the best that they could. And in my head, I'm holding this grudge of, no, they could have did better. They could have did better. Like, you know, they could have did this better. They could have this better. They could have been around more. You know, they could have just showed up more for this and showed up more for that. And, you know, I'm finding ways to really be upset with my parents. And they're looking at me like, well, why are you upset? They're not getting it. And I'm not explaining it to them because, one, I suppress. And two, part of me wanted to be upset with them, you know, if I'm being honest and I'm being vulnerable, part of me wanted to be upset with my parents because it's like, it was like, you, you all just needed to take some responsibility for some things. And I had to realize that there was some responsibility on my end and my part that I had to do as well. And there was some responsibilities that my parents had to do and that they they've owned up to, but it was just something in me that just didn't want to own up to that responsibility that I had to do. And I realizing that, you know, through these conversations that my parents and I, we have in therapy, that we all have some things to own up when it comes to how I was raised and, you know, the things that my parents have gone through as children and as adults. And, you know, because my parents are ever teen parents and, we all know a teen knows little to nothing about raising a child. You're practically growing up with your parents. And I had to realize that I grew up with my parents when them growing up, my parents, they did the best. They always make sure we had food, you know, on the table, make sure we always had a roof over our head, make sure, you know, we had Christmas, we had Thanksgiving, we had Easter, you know, my parents did the best they could. And I don't know why I wanted to hold a grudge against them. You know, it definitely wasn't fair on their part. You know, it wasn't fair for me to not want to talk to them at times. It's not fair for me to not want to be around them at times. It's not fair to not want to, you know, them to know certain things about me. You know, my parents, they'll tell you like, Javon's a super private person. I'm like, um, not really, but you know, it's just really trying to understand where I am in life and where I where my my parents' relationship is going forward from this day forward. And my next therapy session, my dad came in. And, you know, we've been bumping heads for a little minute, not like bumping heads, like boom, boom, like all the time. But it's just sometimes we just don't see eye to eye on certain things. And that's just going to be what it is. You know, we're not always going to see eye to eye, but I believe that we can, you know, find common ground. And that's what we've been doing is trying to find common ground in he and I's relationship, you know, when because typically he asks me, oh, what's going on with you? Oh, nothing. Life, same, same old, same old. And I'm learning to let my parents in a lot more into my life than I have, you know, my parents, they want to be the proud parents. They want to be proud of their children. They want to be proud of how they raised us. And they also, also want to allow for us to just be who we're growing to be and who we're becoming to be. And I can respect my parents so much for that because 
for once, I feel like they're allowing us to have our freedom. They're kind of like taking the helicopter and allowing it to land and no longer being helicopter parents. And they're understanding that we're grown and we're adults and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're adults, we're grownups. And that's who we are. And as I'm explaining, you know, my childhood and how I felt about growing up to my dad and how I felt about, you know, certain things just didn't, didn't seem fair. And some of the things that he said to me as a child that hurt me that I, you know, I still carry to this day. And again, I completely lose it. Like the tears begin to fall. I can't hold my composure. Now, mind you, this conversation is happening over Zoom. I have to put my phone down. I had to turn my camera off and I just had to really just get myself together. And at that moment, I realized that taking my parents to therapy may have not been a good idea at the time, but it was also a good idea at the time. And I'm realizing that, you know, my parents just want to be there for me. They just want to make sure that I'm OK. They want to make sure that, that I'm, they can still provide the best for me. And, you know, granted, parents are going to be parents and we as, you know, millennials are going to be millennials and we're going to have these different experiences. But these are conversations that we need to have with our parents, you know, how we were raised, how were they raised? You know, what was life like growing up for you? Like, you know, when you first had me, what were you thinking? And these are the conversations that I would love to sit down and have my parents and, you know, really just get deeper and get more vulnerable with them and they get more vulnerable with me. And as we're continuing this journey of healing and continue going through our therapy, you know, I had to stop our sessions for a little bit because I was being re-traumatized. I was being triggered and I was not ready for the rest of that conversation. Now, as I'm, you know, having my single sessions with my therapist and I'm having, you know, these conversations with her about the things that I'm experiencing, about the things that I'm going through, it's allowing me to build up the stamina that I need to have these conversations with my parents because there's more there's more conversation that needs to be had. You know, I'm sure there's more things that they want to get off their chest. I'm sure there's and then there's definitely more things that I want to get off my chest, but I feel like I've gotten off the majority of things off my chest that I needed to for the time being. And then we put a pause on it and then I continue to do my healing inside and my mom and dad they continue to do their healing. And I realized that through taking my parents to therapy it has allowed for us to have such a better relationship going forward. You know, like I told my dad, you know, I don't recall hearing, you know, the words I love you come from him. You know, I don't recall having much affection growing up as a child. Now, granted, you know, as a child, I just, and I'm still this way to this day, but I tend to like just being by myself. I don't like being touched as much. And maybe if, it was for I don't know I don't know if I want to say forced, but if it was just given a lot more, maybe in my adulthood, I would be okay with you know emotions and be okay with being you know emotionally touched and everything like that. But through my traumas, you know, that's what allowed for me to not want to be touched even further. Like as a child, I didn't want to be touched prior to me being molested, but even further on after the molestation that made me not want to be touched by anyone at all and um <clears throat> i'm realizing that going back to the hurdles it's like after you get through these hurdles and after you get over one hurdle there's always going to be another hurdle 
And I tell people this all the time. Healing has ING at the end of it for a reason, because ING means that that's a continual thing. And the ING means that healing is a continuing thing. You never heal. And I'm so tired of hearing people say, oh, I'm healed from that. I'm healed from that. No, you're not. You've gotten better in that position of things. You've done better. You know, you may have gotten over the hurdle of the pain and the stains and the way that you react to that trauma or that pain, but you're not over it. You're, you've not healed from it. Because I can guarantee you that if someone brought that situation up, they brought it up in the way that it, it happened, you would feel a type of way. You know, I still feel a type of way about being molested. I still feel a, a type of way about my adulthood traumas and everything like that. I still feel a type of way about the things that I've experienced as a child and the things that I grew, you know, how I grew up. But the thing is, I've learned how to cope with them. I've learned that, you know, when thing it becomes a trigger, how to, you know, handle it in a, you know, a better manner than I used to. You know, I'm learning to speak up. I'm learning to become more vocal about things. I'm learning to, you know, allow myself the grace that I need to allow myself to have. You know, oftentimes we don't allow ourselves grace at all because we're so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves because we just strive so much for perfection because perfection was probably ingrained, ingrained in us as children. And I know for me, I strived for perfection because I felt like my parents wanted perfect out of us. Well, I don't know about us. I'm going to speak for myself. I know my parents wanted perfect out of me, you know, because I was a good child. You know, I made, you know, pretty good grades as a child. You know, I was a child that I felt that no one had to worry about. And I'm realizing as I've gotten older that I wish that I, I was a child that people worried about, you know, because... There's some, you know, there, there's just like deeper connections that I wish I had with my parents growing up. And as a 35 year old male, it's like now you're trying, it's like trying to have those deeper connections and trying to, you know, have these emotions with your parents is very tough. It's very tough when you've lived a life of, you know, lived, lived a life for so long. Like I've lived this life, life for 35 years of, you know, being emotionless towards my parents and not having to hug my parents and not wanting to hug my parents and not wanting hugs from them, you know, that's who, what I've become accustomed to. And that's very hard to break. It's very hard to break, but I'm, I'm getting better and I'm getting better and telling my parents that I love them, I'm getting better and telling them, you know, how my day was or how I'm feeling or what's going on in my life, you know, I'm realizing that it's going to take more from me, you know, it's going to take more from me because they sometimes I and I get it. They don't know where I stand with certain things. They don't know how I'm going to react towards certain things. And I don't want my parents to feel like they have to walk on eggshells egg around me. You know, I want them to feel comfortable around me just as I want to be comfortable around them. And we all have a responsibility in this journey, in this reconciliation and this reestablishment of what our, you know, our new relationship looks like. And I'm super excited for where we're going as a family. I'm super excited for, you know, the boundaries that I've set between myself and my parents. And I'm super excited for them understanding and for being understanding and also really allowing me 
to have the space that I need. You know, I, you know, in this adulthood thing, I'm really like really becoming better and I'm becoming better at opening up. I'm becoming better at being more emotional versus emotionless. I'm becoming better at, you know, having tough conversations with my parents or letting them in about what's going on. If, if there's a new hobby or if there's a new, you know, entrepreneur endeavor that I'm on, or if there's, you know, a new young lady in my life, or if there's, you know, something exciting going on, I'm doing better in allowing them to space to share that space with me and share that moment with me and share that happiness with me. You know, it's been hard. It's been very hard. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been very hard, but it's been very rewarding, you know, to when I see my mom, I don't have the the same feelings that I used to have. When I see my dad, I don't have the same feelings I have. You know, there's feelings of joy, there's feelings of, you know, love and there's feelings of embracing, embracing, however you say, I don't know. But all these feelings, um, I'm super excited that we're growing I'm super excited that we're transforming. I'm super excited that they love me for who I am and they love me for the transition that I'm going through as I'm becoming my own person and becoming my own man and really just wanting more for myself and wanting to have the life that I want to have and wanting to have a life designed for, for myself. And wanting to have a life that includes them as well. You know, I never thought that I would have to take my parents to therapy. But I realized that it's necessary. And had I not done that, had I not been open to it, had my parents not been open to it, then there would be a revolving door that my kids could possibly grow up and have the same feelings towards me. And have, you know, the same issues that I've, you know, had growing up as a child. And that wouldn't be fair to them. I'd be doing my children a disservice. I'd be doing my wife a disservice. I'd be doing, you know, myself a disservice. And I'd be doing my parents a disservice as well. And what we got to realize is that there's a lot of generational things going on within ourselves and our families. And especially within the African-American community. Like, you know, we come from slavery we come from you know jim crow days we come from segregation we come from not being able to go to schools with you know other individuals that are different races we have so much post-traumatic slave syndrome going on within us that we're trying to break we're trying to set ourselves free from and what i'm realizing is that society wants us the african-american family to be divided you know tank said this and one of his podcasts where he was talking about love, you know, rap music, hardcore music, all that stuff that of uh, murder, shooting, stealing, killing, all that stuff. That stuff is promoted in the African-American American, African -American community heavily, very heavily. But love songs like where are the love songs at? The good love songs that make you, you know, cry, the ones that make you reflect, the ones that, you know, hit your heart, you know, that stuff doesn't exist anymore. And I'm realizing it doesn't exist because division works best for the system 
and it does us harm as a community and as a family and as a family unit. So we got to get back to loving one another and loving one another means being vulnerable with one another. Loving, you know, one another means letting your guard down when you feel it's right. Loving one another means understanding that on the other side of your hurts, your pains, your trials, your tribulations, that there's so much more connectivity that you can bring to yourself and your family. And I'm realizing that if I walk around with these hurts in me forever, if I walk around with these stains on me forever, if I walk around feeling the way that I do, that I did towards my parents forever, the enemy has won. Society has won. What they want has won. And I refuse to allow that to be the thing for my family. I allow, I refuse to allow us to go on this way. You know, the good thing is as an adult and as we get older is that we get to establish what we want life to be and who we want in our lives and how long we want them in our lives and the time that we'll have in our lives. And I'm realizing that I can do that and still be loved. You know, I thought that if I did that, then I wouldn't be loved or love wouldn't find its way towards me or things that have to always be weird and controversial. And I'm realizing that it's okay to set a boundary with your parents and it's okay for them not to understand it. You have to do what's best for your mental health. And that's what I've been doing, you know, with my parents, doing what's best for my mental, you know, when I can be around them. I'm around, I'm around them. We have a great time. We laugh, we joke, you know, we catch up on things. And then when I need my time away, they respect my time away. And I'm grateful for that because once upon a time, I believe we just had a hard time understanding that for one another. And, you know, there's a lot of times I just, to be honest, you know, just lost a lot of respect for my parents. And it was it's been a journey and it's been an uphill, not an uphill battle, I wouldn't say, but it's just been a journey, you know, redefining our relationship. But I'm thankful for therapy. I'm thankful for my therapist and I'm thankful to my parents for being receptive to therapy because I know there's a lot of children out here who wish their parents would go to therapy with them, who wish they could say some things to their parents, but they just can't. So I'm very grateful because I know my parents, they love me. They support me in any and everything that I do. I could make the dumbest decision ever. And my parents, well, we support you. Don't agree with it, but we support you. And I'm thankful to that because a lot of people, I'm realizing that a lot of people have never gotten that. And, you know, though my parents were going to agree to disagree on lots of things in life, probably parent when I decide to have kids, parenting is probably going to be one of them. How I want to raise my kids versus how they raised us versus how they want to raise, you know, be in their grandchildren's lives. There's things that I just want to do different with my parents, with my kids that my parents did with us. There's things that, you know, their style versus my style. And those are just conversations we will have to have with one another. And I believe that we've gotten to a point, we've grown to a point where we can have these conversations with each other, with each other and be okay at the end of the day. Because I know that I'm going to need my parents just as much as they're going to need me. And I know that 
we have to establish our relationship now. What it's going to be, what it's going to look like, and where it's going to go. And I believe we're getting there. Now, we haven't had therapy in some time because, like I said, I just need some time for me or because I've been sick or I've been traveling. But I think my dad is liking it because he actually, um, <laughs> he asked about my therapist the other day and he was kind of like him and humming around it. But I was like, okay, I see what you're doing, God. And he, I know my dad, he wants a stronger relationship and I'm going to give him that because he deserves that as a father and I deserve to have a relationship and a stronger bond with my dad. And I want it. I want it because there's lots of things as a child I feel I missed out on with my dad, you know, because of my traumas. And now that I'm a lot older, I'm a lot wiser, you know, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to build this bond because I want, I want my kids to, you know, see a healthy fatherhood, you know, what healthy fatherhood looks like, you know, what healthy grandparenthood looks like. I want them to see that. And I want to be okay with leaving my kids with my grandparents, I mean, with their grandparents. I want to be okay with, you know, allowing them to have those summers and have those, you know, those same things that I got from my grandparents. Like I had a great time with my grandparents, you know, and I want my, I want my kids to have that same type of experience, a great time. So it's only right that I fixed the, the wounds of, you know, the relationship of me and my parents. It's all right. It's, it's, it's right that I do that. And I'm thankful. Like I said, I'm thankful that they're receptive to therapy. Mom and dad, I love you. I'm so glad. And I'm so thankful that you all are receptive to therapy and you all are willing to fix these things and hope I embarrass y'all. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so take your parents to therapy. They're receptive to it and they're open to it. Take them to therapy. Um, get that stuff off your chest. Stop carrying all of that weight because it's not your responsibility to carry that weight. And I don't want you to have to keep carrying that weight over and over and over and over again. It's not fair to you. And it's not fair to your parents for them to be carrying weight that they didn't know they, they were carrying. You know, my parents just didn't know why for the longest. They didn't understand why for the longest. My parents sometimes thought I probably hated them. And it's not that I hated them. It's just more so that I didn't know what to do with what I was feeling. You know, I didn't know what to do with how I was feeling. And I didn't know what to do with, you know, all of these emotions, like, you know, all of these lost emotions, all of these hoarded emotions, I didn't know what to do with them. And it was best to take them, take them, take it all to a professional who understood them, who gets them and who can acknowledge them and who can also validate them. You know, a lot of us haven't been validated our entire lives. And to be validated for the way that you feel, to be validated for the way that you think, to be validated for the way that you talk, walk, understand, that's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling to really finally feel validation, to finally feel liberation. 
you know, since I've been in therapy and since I've been growing and becoming the man that you all see today with his shirt off with the middies out to the guy you see behind this camera, um, who was once upon a time scared to be in front of a camera, who was once upon a time scared to speak on his truth, who was once upon a time scared to, you know, just do so many things. When you decide to become somebody, when you make a decision to say, this is who I want to be. This is what I want my life to be. This is who I want in my life. This is who I, this is how I want the people in my life. When you make that decision and when you really trust yourself and when you really trust that everything's going to be all right and when you really trust the process, that's when you realize that you can finally trust yourself. That's when you realize you can finally trust this new path that you're on, that you can trust your healing, that you can trust your journey. A lot of us, we just don't trust ourselves and we don't know how to trust ourselves. But what if you can learn that? What if you can learn to trust all over again? What if you can learn to love all over again? You know, there's, what if you can learn to mend that broken relationship between you and your mom and your dad? Now I get it. Some of you may not get this opportunity, but you got to let the weight go. You got to let the weight that you're carrying of what mommy did and what daddy did. And if you don't get the opportunity, what if you never get the opportunity? Will you keep holding on to this pain? Will you keep carrying those bags? Will you keep carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders? I recall this one time um, back when Clubhouse was popping, I guess Clubhouse is still jumping from what I hear, but there was this guy talking about how he just wished he can get some forgiveness from his dad. Wish his dad could understand. Wish he can just get an apology from his dad. And, you know, on Clubhouse, you have to be brought to the stage to talk. And I wanted to be on the stage. I wanted to say, yo, bro, what if you never get that apology? Are you going to let this stop you for the rest of your life? Are you going to let it stop you from growing as a man? Are you going to let it stop you from becoming the man that you need to become? Sometimes you may not get this opportunity to take your parents to therapy, but you should not let that stop you from becoming a better person, a better human being. If you don't get the opportunity to get a, a sorry, if you don't get the opportunity to tell somebody sorry, if you don't get the opportunity to tell your mom or your dad, your godparents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your sisters, if you don't get the opportunity to get all the things off your chest that you need to get off your chest, will you let that stop you from becoming the person that you need to be? Will you let that stop you from healing? No one wants to carry mess around their entire lives. I know we all want to be better people. We all want to. But the only way that we can do that is to begin our healing journey. The only way we can do that is to start loving ourselves, forgiving ourselves, being intentional and forgiving others. I know you've heard this before. Healing isn't for everybody. It's for you. When you decide to make a decision to let it go, when you decide to make a decision to really stop holding on, when you decide to make a decision to move forward in life and be okay with not getting that apology, 
to be okay with understanding that, you know what, mom and dad may not want to walk this healing journey with me, but I'm okay. You may need to find a new mom and a new dad. You may need to reestablish new relationships, new mothers, new fathers, new brothers, new sisters. You may have to recreate your entire family if you're the black sheep. You may have to do that. And you have to be okay with doing that. Be okay with having to reestablish a new thing for yourself. Be okay. Because the more that you become okay with it, the better the healing becomes. The, be the more love you start discovering. The more people you start discovering. You know, you got to be okay with life being the way that it is. Be okay with be okay with playing the cards, playing the hand that you've been dealt. A lot of us have been dealt some shitty hands. I know I was. But at the end of the day, I've learned to deal, play the cards of this life that I've been given. If my hand's been dealt shitty hand, it's okay. 